Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I've got a guy that uh, does something, he does stuff that like no one else does in the music scene. He's one of the most unique artists I've ever seen in the Milwaukee music scene. Um, he uh, creates a very eccentric blend of fusion music, of you know rock and blues and funk and hip hop and just pretty much everything you kind of fuse into your sound, which is really cool. Um, his latest album is called Spectacula. Uh, you can find it streaming everywhere. And uh, so I'd like to welcome Cola to the show. You're welcome. Thanks, man. Good. Like Those are kind words. Thank you. It. Of course, man. Uh, how's your day today? Today was good. Today was a good day. Yeah, I was doing some rehearsal this morning with my aunt and uncle who are in town recording my aunt's album. Oh, nice. She's been, she's She's my, my mother's one of 17 children, and they're a very musical family. They formed a family band. My Uncle Steve's the eldest, and he's been a full-time musician his whole life, yeah. and he's dedicated. He just told me, he just told me today that he was in sixth grade, and he, he directed his first choir in sixth grade, where he would tell them all what to do, what to sing, and, and, he, and he directed it and wrote music for it. He was, and it was Gregorian chants. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. It's like holy shit. Wow, at twelve. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, amazing. It's crazy. It's like he's like the unique. You're talking about a unique blade. Like he's coming with all the stuff he's working on. It's like holy shit. Like this guy's mind works like. Because I never really knew him until like very recently. I never worked with him. I never. Maybe I like played drums once. He's like, hey, play the drum. Yeah, but he, yeah. But he didn't know that. Like I didn't know how prolific of a composer he was. We didn't. There's a lot of family drama that like stopped us from like connecting. Yeah. But then some of that stuff has been lifted with my other my aunt, who kind of brought us together under these like different conditions and terms. And now yeah. it's like I feel like an awakening. Oh. Like it's like because it's my family and they're like they're they're working together and I've just and the way that they interact and the way that they approach things and stuff is just like whoa like it's very validating for mm -hmm. some reason because I never worked with them. I've been making music myself for forever by myself. Yeah. Just in my in my in my own space working and I only starting to collaborate a little bit more recently, but yeah. To like to I, so yeah, so I, it, it's like oh shit, like I'm not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's genetic. Maybe yeah. I'm crazy, but it's, I'm supposed to be or like it's yeah. like there are other people that are I don't know, it's like a in an answer. It's like oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why I think like that's why I'm always needs to need to write and always need to do this mm -hmm. and act like this and have these yeah. different trains of thought and the, I don't know that's what it felt yeah. like like neurotic creativity almost right yeah, yeah. absolutely it's oh, like totally yeah it's almost a it's a curse but a blessing you know speaking of family um I just interviewed your sister uh two days ago Clar I, yeah I had Clar on the show um yeah, uh, as uh, Nat Catchers with uh, the wonderful Miss uh, Jennifer Walter, uh, in addition to Clar. Uh, and uh, we, yeah, she's actually, we have to uh, thank her for uh, leaving these cans of 7-Up that we will be enjoying uh, on the show. Um, I'm going to miss her because she's moving uh, down to Houston, Texas for AmeriCorps. She was a co-worker of mine at Company Brewing. Uh, we became friends and uh, yeah, she's dope. Um, but when I found out that she was your sister, I was like, oh, 
Yeah, I'm uh, just planned a podcast with Ian actually, <laughs> and, I was, and she was like, "Oh my god, um, <laughs> you know my brother." And um, I was like, "Yeah, of course I do." Um, I saw your so the first time we ever came into contact was um, when uh, I saw your uh, album release uh, party at Cactus Club. Yeah, April twenty seventh, which was that's when the, that's when it dropped. Yeah, the, the the performance was on like May. Or something. Sure. Yeah. Right. It was the, it was a Star Wars day. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I was asking people about, hey, you want to play the show? And they're like, I don't know, it's Star Wars day. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're that dead it? Yeah. Like, you can wear Star Wars costumes. Yeah. I'm is, not opposed to Star Wars. Yeah. Is that like a, a recognized occasion for you? Are you no. a Starbucks or excuse me, Star Wars guy? No, I I like Star Wars. I think it's great storytelling and like it's classic. The new movies, um, I think it's more like. Explains more bureaucracy and how like some failures of the industry. Yeah. But like the original series and even the even the other the, the other three like I don't know. There's a special place for pot, in my heart for pod racing. Even though later yeah. and I was a kid and I loved it. But yeah. On on more like you know in hindsight with a more critical eye and you know mm-hmm. it's like okay I could see why people aren't aren't digging this. Yeah. Some of the new stuff is great, but. The, like, from my understanding, it was like multiple writers and passing on to multiple directors and all this stuff. It's like they completely change. They're not following a script. Each movie is its own separate story. Yeah. So they're not. They're trying to make a trilogy. Yeah. But there's but, not too much. Like, but there's no like arc. There's no. Yeah. There's, there's no, no like, cohesion in the in the storytelling of three movies. Yeah. So it's like just individual movies with diff- individual flavors, which is cool. But like. In the tradition of Star Wars, with the trilogies, it's supposed to like follow up, and it's yeah. it is, but it's because you don't have the same writer, yeah. like the same director for it. You need the same. I feel like you need the same director. For, yeah, I don't know. But very, it follows up very loosely. Like that, that, right. and I was never like I was never like a big Star Wars fan really right. growing up. Like I thought the movies are cool, but like I was by no means like a like a a, a nerd or anything like that when right. it came to Star Wars. Like I played it's battle, cool. I played Battlefront yeah, when I was a kid. Dope. Yeah, it was fun. I played fucking Tie Wing. Some of the earliest games were those, and that's because dude, Lucas Arts was on the forefront of computer gaming. Like mm-hmm. they were doing all these three D advanced games, man. Like whole, you know, of course. Id software and those like Quake and Doom and shit. They yeah. were the first ones, right? But the yeah. stars, LucasArts was not far behind. Yeah. And they they had a whole industry, right? It's like the whole they had a whole universe that they could they yeah. could just tie, you know, bring all that that stuff. Some of them were scary, man. Yeah, yeah. Some of those games were scary, yeah, yeah. like monsters and sh- like. But yeah, no, I, I I'm not a huge Star Wars dude. I'm. My parents always told me that they were Trekkies growing up, like Trekkie. They were like, you know, when it was convenient, when I, yeah. you know, it's like just for fun. They weren't like full on. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm the same way. I'm not a fanboy-ish tech person. Have like, you ever seen the movie Fanboys? That no. uh, it was. It's like about like Star Wars, mm. like uh, fanboys I've versus seen, like, Trekkies. Clips of it. I've seen clips of it. Yeah, it's a really stupid movie from like 2008. But I'm sure I'm sure Trekkies and fanboys like watching that movie. Yeah, because it's like oh. It was yeah, ideally. They can yeah. see themselves. It's like a niche movie. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so that was um, so that day, the May 4th, uh, it was my right. first time seeing you perform, and you brought a packed house. Uh, it's one of the most packed shows I've ever seen at Cactus. Um, uh, played with the comrades, obviously backing you up, and you also, I think, uh, 
Clear Pioneer and Thrift Tones. Oh yeah. Thrift Tones opened it. Clear Pioneer closed it out. That was it. Yeah. Thrift Tones. Oh, yeah. Thrift Tones were part of that packed house, man. They were. They were. Oh, yeah. and the Clear Pioneer brought a bunch of people too, but the Thrift Tones, like we've been playing with them a little bit, and we I have some some like friend groups overlapping, you know. So like that's what I've been learning more about, yeah. like the promotion and stuff. It's like all right. Uh, yeah. If you can get these overlaps, because music's all about bringing people together, right? Yeah. So if you if you have reasons for people to come together, and so usually when there's multiple friend groups or like you know scenes that are like that can have a little bleed over each other, mm -hmm. that's the that was yeah. my idea at least yeah. for it. But Shout out Matt from Thrift Tones, great dude. Oh yeah, absolutely, very great dude, um, wonderful family. Yeah, the, the yeah I was very impressed by him day one, and he's been very kind to me and. Uh, we we off we played the Nomad together for the first time. Oh wow! Interesting. I saw him at yeah. at Bremen Cafe with with Pat uh, Mullen, the, the guitarist and yeah. comrades and singer, and because I live with him, and we were we were going to Bremen one time, and just we walked in, and I'm like, who the hell is this band? I was like kind of drunk, and I was just, but I was just blown away, just blown. Away. I was like, this is what's going on in Milwaukee. Holy yeah. crap! Like. But like this type of songwriting with this musicianship, like all of them are world-class musicians. Yeah. You know, like in multiple, like very successful bands, very, and they're doing it, you mm -hmm. know, and they're, and they're like respected by everyone, you know, oh, yeah. that I know at least, yeah. And so it was like, man, it was a, it was a dream. It was oh, a dream, yeah. you know, like from that moment of seeing them to me being like, I want to play with them. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I make this happen? Yeah. Not, you know, it was a year later I, I played with them. Yeah, and, and a gig, and then then was then like they asked me to play something, and then I asked him to play. You know, it's just like wow. It's a it's a it's just I'm just completely always honored and floored by like when they you know they're just like mad respect. There's a lot of that and yeah. going around Milwaukee too. Yeah, totally, and also mad love to Clear Pioneer as well because they are of course. a marvelous band, uh, great dudes as well, um, very talented with. They're very like, um, like, they have a lot of like personality to their they're, pop music. Yeah, they're super versatile. Yeah. There's and they're super and they're they're freaking smart, man. And that, and that's the, I mean that's what gets you like in the business. Like the you know they yeah. they have focus and they have discipline and they have and they have amazing things. I'm like I already you know I have I'm not too close with them, but. I was happy to have them play. We were, I was trying to get a gig. I was trying to get them for like the last big event uh, before it didn't work out. And then even yeah. so, I've been trying to, I've been trying to like work, you know, play with them for a while. Yeah, and I was glad that they were. It was able to happen how it did. Yeah, and that's part of the reason. Like, like I the yeah, mad respect to those guys, what they're doing, what they've been able to achieve. Yeah. you know, with with and I think it's partially because of their their wit and their you yeah. know. And their dedication. Absolutely. So, so I so when I interviewed you after the show, like we had a really uh, great talk up there in the in the second floor of Cactus Club. Uh, but we had a yeah. we were talking about just like um, oh, we yeah. got into a lot of really good stuff, but talking about your creative process and I guess just how it like you know because you. I mean, like, there's you just have a very like unique way of how you have sort of. Um, present yourself as an artist where you release an album every single year on your birthday um, which I haven't met any other artist that does that which is you know it gives you sort of like a sense of like right. you know it gives like a sense of um, uh, it's very novel yeah yeah novel that's a good word yeah. for it but it's it also gives like a sense of like 
you know, the fact that people like are going to know when you're working on something. They, <laughs> they know when you're going to be dropping something and they, yeah. and they like, but you can still totally blow them away with like what you've been, you know, reflecting on and bring to life in the, in that, in that each year. So, um, so that's kind of what we get into on Mr. Nice Guy. We talk love, fear, inspiration, passion within the creative minds. So, and I've just like been really looking forward to having you here because you do have just such a like a unique creative process and you've been doing it for so long, for 13 years now, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so, and you've been self-recording music uh, since, yeah, your, your first album came out in 2006, right? Yeah, it was, it was kind of a retroactive release, but I had, no. like, for that one. The 2007 was the first year I released something, but yeah. 2006 is like a compilation of 2003 to 2006. Sure. 2007 was the first like novel like color. Yeah, I like burned it on a CD. Yeah, yeah. Gave, yeah. It, gave it to my classmates. And, yeah, like that was that was a release to me. It was like, yeah. like, and I made my own art work for it and stuff. Made a logo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> was, and I was I was MC Color at the time. Oh wow! And so that song, that album's called MC Color. In 2000, uh, 2015, I changed. I dropped the MC and just went by color. I, I was like brought into light. Uh, Hip hop was brought into my world of like uh, someone, if you know, Ian Carroll knows the time, uh, you know, and I think he's in this great group called Case now. Okay, sure. And they played it somewhere. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he, he introduced me to hip hop. Like, yeah. Turntable and he taught me how to scratch. And, at least he just showed me how he did it. Well, he didn't really teach me. He just kind of like exposed it, yeah. and that was teaching to me. Like I was listening every second, watching everything. Like it yeah. was cool, and it was so rich and so pervasive yeah. in culture. It's like I need mean, like this is this was like very important stuff for me to learn. Yeah, you know, like I I felt yeah. so I was just like blown away by what the knowledge that he had, and um, so that so so the MC color was also. Like there was part, it was all instrumental hip hop, but there was some, it, it was kind of that unique, you know, more starting to develop songwriting. And there was a lot of improv, yeah. like songs with your beats and just like beatboxing and stuff and yeah. simple beats and simple guitar stuff. Yeah. I noticed you did that a little bit like at your show. Like you beatboxed a little bit like while you were like transitioning into a song, which was cool. But um, I used to beatbox every day did you? Like in high school. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I was online these online uh, forums, humanbeatbox.com, and they had a Ventrilo server where you go on and you can, uh, and I would learn with these people online, they would teach me. Oh. They'd be like, you do an inward snare. It's like, <coughs> it's like, oh, what? It's like, oh, you just, it's like, it's like, oh, that's a totally different sound than a, you know, or, like, just wow, lot, yeah. lots of different, yeah. and, and they would work it, and they try, I remember them trying to do the click roll, but I can't, something like that, where you could break, work that into it. I've never worked that into a beat, but like, you know, there's all these intricate things in there. It just was practice. And I would wait, you know, wait for the bus, beatboxing, listening to Razelle, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Beardy yeah. Man. Yeah. I remember emailing Beardy Man. I was so young and I was like, Beardy Man, like, he's a, he's a comedian too. So yeah. like, I, I thought it was hilarious. He was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I had sent him some goofy email and he replied and he's like, he's like, Oh my god, I've never been so offended in my life. I've called the cops and they know and they're coming for you right now. You better beware. Wow. 
Like, actually? Yeah, he said that. Oh my god. I was like, <laughs> wow. What a fucking crazy man. Yeah, yeah, wow, man, that's... But he was joking, he was joking, yeah. he was like... He was joking, but he was just like trying to fuck with me. Yeah, right, right, yeah. But he, he replied. Or someone did. Yeah, that's massive. It's always like that massive, like, sense of, uh... Uh, like... That, that affirmation in life when somebody right. with that, like, you know... With that blue oh, check right. next to their name on social media, right. like says something or interacts with you in some way. Um, social points. Yeah, yeah. So, but oh wow, social value. Right. I don't. And that's an entirely different uh, something to get I into. Mean, it's it's, like you're saying with like Matt and the Thrift Tones. It's like they. It's like me coming into the scene. I've been making a lot of music, but never really performing. Never really being out there in the scene and. And seeing that performance was like, oh shit, like, that's the, that's the same type of thing. It's like, oh, like, I looked up to that, you know, looked up to him in a way, like, oh, sh how do I, how do I do that? Like, learning, just taking mouthful notes, okay, there's that, that's how he does this, how he does this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, just soaking it all right, in. Right, yeah. And there's plenty of people like that where, like, you know, in the, that formative time when I was coming in the scene, like, there's a lot of people I saw. And it still happens all the time. That's what's amazing about Milwaukee is there's just, like, so many people coming out of the woodwork constantly mm -hmm. can't even keep track yeah of how, and that's that's oh i know yeah i am sure break and entering i i too much to tap into man <laughs> i uh, it, i guess it, that's a good problem it, 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 it is a yeah it really is though i mean it always keeps me on my toes keeps me but yeah trying to stay aware yeah, trying to be fair too and like use the platform for the most beneficial career i'm sure yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys have done a good job with that, I think. Thank for you. sure. Appreciate it, man. So, when did you, like, so obviously, like, you were making, so, you started, you said, primarily as, like, a lot of, like, instrumental hip-hop kind of stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of, like, <clears throat> I would I would make up stories, too, and, like, like, tell improv, like, you know, just make a beat, and then I'd just riff and just come, come up with a story. You know, one of the first songs was the story of a dog. And it was like, dog went to dog, was like, what's up, dog? And said, dog, hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I, I was just trying to like, I can't think of anything. I was going to say this. But like, it was good practice. Like, it was, it was fun. It was funny. And like, I got a lot of humor out of it. And it was, it's a, it was a form that I could use without being so serious. And it's, and then like, with the color change, like when I got rid of the MC, it was kind of like, Artist shit, and sometimes, and now I feel like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like get more into the balance and like try and figure out like I don't want to, I don't want to be so serious all the time. But sometimes I, 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 you know, I love that dramatic, like, just you know, super dramatized. You know, that's what art is. So know. I think comedy is, you know, you got to balance that in. And I, I guess, I'm trying to think of, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done so much comedy. I feel like. This, I was trying to be more comedic with, uh, actually, well, I'm working on the song, the music video for a song from Spectacular. Okay. Uh, I Don't Mind It. That was supposed to be... I love that song, by the way. It's supposed to be, it was supposed to be more humorous. Like, it's just like... Yeah. It's like, wait, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great song to see, like, with your live band. Like, with the backing vocals and everything. But, um... um yeah, so uh, trying to work into comedy more, you know. Sure. Like that, I don't know. I've always loved comedy, and it's it's super important to like be laughing, and yeah. you know, and and so I can I know I can like write those like heart wrenching like just crying 
you know, yeah. and, and stuff. And that's it's very cathartic. And you know, when I was a kid, I was able to do more rock and stuff. And I want to get back into that too. Like, but it's it's all about the environment I'm in because I live in an apartment complex now, and it's pretty chill. Like, I have a I have a studio space, and I have one neighbor below me that are they're really nice and really chill, and there haven't been any issues. You know, and sometimes I'll be playing a violin or just be recording a part where I'm just like, you know, freaking belting it out. Yeah. My, and I know they hear it if they're there. You know, they definitely hear yeah. it. Oh, or yeah. playing the saxophone or something yeah. like, they definitely hear it. <laughs> yeah. But they seem to like not be bothered by it at all. They've never even batted an eye. Yeah. But like to be bringing a drum set and electric guitar thing, that's a different story. Right. You know, yeah. like right. yeah. amplified instruments yeah. Yeah. are. You know, that's a different realm. Yeah. And, and so, I'd, you know, I'd need a different space. You know, all the, that's what's interesting about these albums is like, you do it every year, it's, it's, a, it's, it's shaped by the, where I'm at and what I can do. And what, yeah. like, if I'm, like, what I, that's what, like, if I'm, that's why 2015, I'm called The Wild, it's like I had a whole basement. I was renting out a whole house with my then girlfriend, and I was working in software. And I just had a whole basement, finished basement, carpet, wooden things, high ceilings. It was like perfect. Mm -hmm. And I, and I wrote all these songs for like a five piece. Like I wrote, I would write the half of them on bass, and I had a drum set, and I had all these things. I could just walk from one thing to the next, yeah, yeah. and I could work on them all. And it was this huge space that I could just roam free in, and it allowed for me to like create these orchestrated, more orchestrated things. Where I'm in my space now, and I can do, I can still do a lot of things, but. But um, you know, every every space is different. Yeah. Of course. When I was writing some of the stuff in 2010, 2011, 2009, like I was in my dorm room. It was like literally this small. You know? Yeah. I had a yeah. desk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have my guitar, and I could be like. Yeah. 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 And, and so it's yeah. like, you know, and you can hear those songs, but like, I don't know. It's it's all shaped by that. Right. But it's liberating to have it when you can actually like make the sound feel a lot more full and spacious rather than, yeah. you know, very cluttered. So when did you start, like, actually bringing your, your sound to, like, a live setting? Well, the first performance I ever did was just to my friends. It was a private performance in the basement of Marley Kleiman's parents' house. Um, I still have the keyboard stand that nice. she gave me. Well, now actually turned out that Glenn Kleiman is now director of 889. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't at that time. But uh, then uh, the first like perform public performance was at the rave before RJD2. Fascinating. And wow. So I, it was, they had a pay-to-play thing. Okay, sure. And so I was like, I want to perform. I have all this music. I just like kind of with karaoke it. I like got all my stamp I got all the mixing you know the the mixes, final mixes and put them in a in one big one big timeline at an FL studio and automated like the distortion and the other different vocal effects and stuff and I went on just kind of karaoke one song to the next. You know, just saying them which and after that I'm like I don't want to do this anymore. Like I don't like the karaoke thing. Yeah. But I, it was good to, I just wanted to get out there. Yeah. I just wanted to do something. And so so I did, and I was in the side stage, they had like scheduled me for the side stage. I was like 19 or something, you know, 18. It turned out he recorded a whole special there, a live performance special there. Wow. I remember emailing him, like, hey, I performed early. Like, do you have any footage of me? Because what happened was I was in the sides, and they didn't reply, but 
like I was in the side stage, the opener to the opener to the opener, you know, to the opener, and but then the opener to the opener to the opener didn't show oh, up. Oh wow! Okay. And then don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> yeah, right. And so then they just bumped me up. Okay. So they're like, all right, you're on the main, you're on the main stage now. You're the you're the. I was like, oh. And I remember and I remember uh, being there and. There were people from my high school there. I like to, I didn't really promote. It. I just told my friends. They told people. And all these there's a lot of artists in the grade below us that were seemed to be interested in 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 what I was doing, but there wasn't too many people in my just my friends. Yes, yeah. you know, showed up. Yeah. Um, I have no many artists in my grade. I'm sure, they were there. I'm sure, except except for Ian. Sure, but yeah. there was other there were other people. Graham Hunt was great. I don't think he. Was oh yeah, Graham uh, Hunt's dope. I went I went high school with him and. Same, same grade, but yeah, it was cool. I was just like, oh, this is awesome, and it was terrifying, but it was so, you know, I was like, this is really fun nice. being on it. And so that was like my first performance at the rave, like, just like very cosmic, like, oh shit. Yeah, wow, yeah. So do you feel like, um, yeah? So then, uh, when it came to like actual like, uh, you know, bars and and yes, yeah, so I just did that one. I did it another time before Method Man and Red Man the okay. year after. And then I kind of stopped. That wasn't wasn't as fun. I was on, I was still on the side stage for that one. My friends came and we kind of danced. You know, everyone jumped on the stage and danced. And it was just like I was done with my set. And they're like encore, and I'm like I don't I don't even know what that is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. What's that? And they're like play another one. I was like oh, uh, well I have like this beat. I just played a beat. That was it. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and I started dancing. They're like, like oh, let's so then everyone started dancing. Yeah. You're like, I have a, I have a component of a song. That I can <laughs> yeah. play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have um, this beat that I've been working on. There's no vocals to it. Yeah, sure. But people started dancing. They knew the song. It was called a song called Manstaster. One okay. of the first songs I ever saw on YouTube. Someone using, okay. and they, it was a video someone made of them dancing. Like they were. It was like two people on a couch, and they both just in, were dancing to the whole song wow. for the whole video. Oh, cool. I don't know who these people were. I, I was like, oh my gosh. What the? Like, this is amazing. That is super cool. It was super, like, that's, that's some of my favorite moments in my, like, of, like, my music. It's not just people listening to it. Of course, it's insane and that people feel it, but that other artists use it for their art. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. It, it feels like it takes a whole nother life on. And it, it, it's, I don't know. It's very fascinating. It's very fulfilling. Like that's I just like I just become addicted to that. Yeah, yeah. And so you've been you've been playing out a lot more in the last yeah, so, couple of years. So I'd stop yeah, I stopped performing until I did like a couple of shows like at Marquette when I went there, you know, here and there. Maybe like once a year I'd say I performed until mm -hmm. two thousand seventeen. And then I performed like every month, every every yeah. every week and then yeah. and I've been still doing that. Yeah. Except for when before the album releases and before special gigs, I just yeah. don't. I don't. I, at least in, in the same in Milwaukee, I'll sure. still try and perform. Now I'm trying to perform elsewhere. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, like you know, you uh, because you're releasing an album like you know every year at the same exact time, like the same day. You know, you. I imagine like you know you really like deadlines are really important to you. You oh, kind of have absolutely. Yeah, you have to be very like cognizant of like making effective use of your time with like when it comes to songwriting and then you know bring that to a studio and producing that and mixing mastering all that kind of stuff so like I guess how do you budget your time year by year 
Like, or I guess how have yeah, you always done it? It's kind of cyclical now. It's like a rhythm that I'm trying to get in, but it's I'm trying to change it a little bit. I'm trying to push everything back, like make the song, make let you know, cut off songwriting earlier. Um, you know, maybe have one or two that I can do. You know, yeah. You know, there's always there's always time to make another song. Right. Yeah. You know, well, you, you there should be, uh, but when it comes to a certain time before the deadline, there's no way. I'll we'll keep working on maybe on something that was already there, but mm -hmm. rarely will I like start something fresh. That usually happens when it's all wrapping up, and then all yeah. of a sudden all this stuff comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like all this stuff, right, and with yeah. all the stress and the and the and the energy of the album release, there's all this stuff bottling up, and, and so sometimes that can be some of the best songs that come out was, yeah. was around there. But it is a it is a budgeting time thing. Like, just I'm always writing, usually, and I mean. I have four songs written now, like they're they're two or three of them are like pretty much done. And but then there's a bunch. I have a bunch more demos and a bunch more like ideas and sketches and stuff. And mm -hmm. and I've only, and that's only like I'm, I think I'm just getting now. I'm getting even better at like when I do a song, it's like quality. Like I'm spending, I'm like focusing my energy more instead of like just coming up with all these. Sometimes I'll do that. I'll work on a bunch of things just to get the juices flowing. Yeah, yeah. But then then. Usually when I can get into a song and I can get past a certain point, I can keep rolling with that. And starting to learn that process, like, sure. But you have to. This last year was the most deadline, the most strict I've been, because I was, you know, because there's more, multiple components, like, the artist is so like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know you're busy. Yeah. I've been talking to you for eight months. Yeah. No, the, it's, it's always, you know, everyone, it's, it's partially me not knowing what to budget or how to say this and this. So this year, the artist, like, con like here are the deadlines, here are the things. Very clear, sign a contract, make, mm -hmm. it, make, it, make it official, you know, it's, you know. But then, yeah, the mixing process and the mastering process. Mastering just takes a day, you know. But mm -hmm. then, like, from, no, if I want to get it on vinyl, that was part of why the deadline was crazy this last year is because I want to do vinyl. And it not... <laughs> Ended up falling apart again, but I just got the test pressing recording a couple days ago. So nice. Approved, so right. it's coming. Cool. Now it's now the vinyl's coming. So Hell that's, yeah. That's great. Great. The people will get their vinyl. Yes, we'll be looking for it in the local section and exclusive company. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have I have like 50 to sell. Cool. So I'll be I'll probably bring at least a few to those places. Nice. No, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but mostly just gonna sell them at shows. I think. Yeah. yeah. What's or, your favorite instrument to play? You play a lot of instruments too. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. I don't know. I I think the guitar maybe I'm just the best at it now. Sure. So it's easy for me to pick it up. Yeah. It's hard to say favorite. That's the that's like the that's the most I'm I'm most proficient with that. Um, but doesn't I like playing all the instruments. Actually, maybe I'd say I'm most proficient in in voice. So yeah, yeah, like, that makes that, sense. I so that might be my favorite instrument because sure. every song has voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try not, I'm trying to like let that but now I'm releasing instrumental versions of every album and stuff and actually it's kinda awesome. I like make these songs and then I'll listen to them without the the words. I'll be like, I don't Yeah. Uh, it was always a fascinating uh, right. it's a, it gives you a completely different dimension of the music itself, you know, without yes. the lyrical yeah. content. Sometimes yeah. I feel like it can just bog it down sometimes. Like it some of these things just be but I enjoy it. I love poetry and I love singing and, oh. and stuff. And I th and I know that people connect with it mm -hmm. better 
yeah. like in a personal level, they can connect to the words, they can connect to the lyric. There's more things for them to, to like, um, you know, to to find meaning in and to to relate with and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can't keep the, have the instrumental versions too, because filmmakers love that and yeah, and you know and. And, and publishers and stuff like all the you know any any person in media that you know instrumentals are going to be good for most media unless it's like a song or like a like a film an art piece that the song is like intentionally put there mm -hmm. which is great when that happens yeah. when filmmakers will intentionally use a song for its lyrics and for its or things like that's always super fulfilling too it's like oh this is like multiplayer you're not oh, just yeah. using this to monetize you're just using this because of this specific song. Because it captures a yeah. moment. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I know that, like, you, so your job, you're you're like a computer guy, right? Yeah, I went to, I got my bachelor's in computer engineering at Marquette. Yeah. And then I worked in software web development. Sure. For a couple of years. And maintaining my, my site and my mother's small business, maintaining her site. But that's been pretty lax, like, recently. It's, it's however pretty much time I want to put into it. You know, and I I've been fortunate enough that now that I've been able to be a full-time musician, you know, and live comfortably, sure. you know, and being relatively loved at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, if you don't count my student loans. Yeah, all right. But everyone's going to... Thanks for reminding me. I have to send a fucking check now. Uh, Just go income-based, man. That's what I do, but... Oh, that's good. Yeah. I pay, like, 60 a month or so, and it's pretty... It's mostly manageable. But it's still like it still just hurts every time. Oh yeah, it does. So, um, how would you how would you say like there's parallels to like you know like because I mean you obviously like there's a lot of problem solving that comes with um, with doing like computer engineering. It's like computer coding and that kind of stuff. It's like an entirely different language. In the same way, so is music. Yeah. It's like you're reading different languages almost. Like how would you say like. Working like in computers and in software is similar to like how you like you know craft uh, music. Yeah, I think it's if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be making the music I'm making and under the model that I'm making and all that stuff and have the process. It's all very engineered. You know what I mean? Like in a way, we, the 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 process can be like the it's 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 a, I feel I, it's always I don't know I've said to the people people are like oh it's left brain and versus right brain and they don't. They don't, you know, they're two different things. Like, well, no, they're like kind of the same thing. Like, I think, really, music really is math. Yeah. Like, to understanding ratios is being able to understand. I mean, if you can hear the difference in pitches, it means that you're hearing that you're you're hearing these these ratios of frequency, you know, and how they relate to each other. It's mm -hmm. instinctual, you know. Partially, it's like you know, if your cognition can pick up on it, and you don't need to know how to do algebra to make that happen. Yeah. But parts of the same, your brain are still working the same thing, you know. But as far as like problem solving goes, it's definitely, you know, my knowledge as an engineer is super important to how I can make, because I self produce everything. Mm -hmm. And I self, you know, I until recently been self mixing and mastering everything. Last album was the first time I ever worked with another mixing engineer. And, and, and recently I've only, I've been starting to, you know, outsource the mastering too. And, you know, it all depends on what the budget is, you know, like yeah. my first yeah. year of doing music, I didn't have enough budget to, to, to pay the mastery, you know, mastering engineer, or at least I didn't think I did. And this last year I had, I finally did a Kickstarter and crowdsourced it and had, I was very, very pleased with how it all went and the, the amount of people that 
I didn't even realize would be willing to do mm -hmm. to to invest in it and to see where it could go and to support it and also you know get things. It's the perfect. It's such a better model. I think everyone should be doing it. Yeah. Like, if you know, uh, for sure, everyone should definitely crowdsource, even if it's just small. Yeah. Just get a couple people on board. You can get something. That's how I got my bar mitzvah. Done. There you go. <laughs> you know, I was 21. And I got bar mitzvah late. Uh, crowdfunded it to help me pay for it. There you go. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. Because yeah, people, people are good, man. And like, and that's the you know, people want to help each other out. And not, whenever I, you know, if, especially if you have the means, or even if you just have a little bit, like even if you don't have too many means, but you, you know, you, how can you argue if you go off to eat the next day? You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's the way I look at it. Like yeah. people that you believe in, people that you really love. Like, I don't know. That like I think there's something special about putting it in people's hands and like that's what I love being an independent artist and like owning everything and doing it all myself and because I'm I can be supported by everyone and they know and they know that it's going that I'm going to be using it it's going to me and that I'm you know because the Kickstarter I have I had like a little nest egg to make to invest in merch and to invest in this stuff which is making me money and then yeah. I and then I'm able to use that to like leverage other things it's good you know money is money is interesting thing in the industry it's like you know at the i'm i'm confident in my thing because i've been doing it for 13 years and now i'm now i'm kickstarting it you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so like i feel like yeah. i got i got the chops i got the cred i got it, there's proof mm -hmm. right the investments aren't going to not right like people are like well this guy wants to cut a mixtape let's throw him some money right like there's yeah. no guarantee that the yeah. mixtape is going to happen right yeah and you know or or that that album that they're trying to do is going to turn out any good, or if it's yeah. going to work. You know what I mean? Like, but you have like such a like a, a prolonged consistency with what you're I doing and how you're doing it. Takes a little bit of the like, you know, people. Maybe for new people, people that aren't, I don't know. Most people are just genuinely, genuinely love the music and want to see me continue, and that's mm -hmm. like incredibly humbling. And but in, and it's it's really like a, you know like I was saying before, like this affirmation of musician's role and I've been thinking about that a lot with this Kickstarter like you know there's a lot of sponsorship programs in Milwaukee and other things you can ask for money and you can go through all these hoops and these contests and you can always you can get this money from these millionaires that yeah. it's kind of like undisclosed you don't know where it's going what yeah. are you doing I don't know what the industry people are telling you what right. to do or yeah. all this stuff you know but and of course then you have access to a lot of other things there's all the pros and cons and everything right yeah but like from an org I've always been like thinking of it as a long term very long term strategy of building an organic base of people that you know are interested in music and they find value in it and stuff and it's just slowly building it slowly slowly like trying to trying to make it organic and and real and know that, and like if I can continue that model then then I can just own it, you know that I, I don't know that's to me that's that's a magical thing if I have total control over it all and stuff and yeah. like in that that I can use it for how I want to use it and you know do it I don't know it seems like that's the that's the play maybe I'm maybe I'm just like super like I'm trying to open things up like let our <laughs> artists come and collaborate but I still have that mindset of oh, like yeah. I don't know I just don't it's it's hard to uh, it's, I don't know if, it, it seems like like I said the proof is there of like what I've achieved already so it's like to me I feel like that's already I don't feel pressure really to to make a better album or to do this, it's like yeah. every album's already different. You know, yeah. maybe this one won't be as good as the last one to you, but some people might like it or some, you know, yeah. or 
you know what? There's always next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's your and the thing is, you can say that on in a way not many people can. Is there's always next year because you know you're going to be doing it. Like, right. Speaking of which, no, and I only I only have bigger and bigger like bars that I'm trying to that I'm trying to like yeah. reach for and things that are, are able that can only be possible with yeah. with resources. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like I can continue to make good music by myself and for. I would do it anyway, you know. That's the thing. I would do it anyway. Yeah. So if someone wants to make it. If someone if someone wants to help and see if, what it can become. Yeah. So I was gonna say. Speaking of which, I'm excited to see where your album wordplay is gonna keep going. <laughs> like. I got. One. Okay. Good. I, I imagine you probably have like a lot of ideas. Like you jot ones down that you like. Yeah. Come up with. So. No. I, I'm excited to see in the next 20 years we're gonna get all kinds of uh, cola. Uh, like word plays. Um, I'm excited to see what you. I like culinary school. That's my culinary. favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Colossus is is great too. Uh, there's some good ones. Like, yeah. what? Like, was that kind of just something that came to you one day where you just yeah, like man, I wanted I'm just a nerd man with that. Like, I love, I love puns. Yeah. And and honestly, there was also a bit of it that was like I call it pun branding. You know, like. You put your name in it as a joke, but you're saying your name. Yeah. And of course, I I find humor in it. Like that's the that's the primary reason, really. <laughs> but it just so happens that it's also like, it's also a strategy yeah, to a yeah. degree. You know, like people read it and you know they know it and they remember the name, and it's also to help people pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that does help. Um, for some, you know, so the only other pronunciation, you should have heard of it, but that's part of why I dropped the MC. It wasn't just because I was coming through this great transitional phase as an artist. It was really just people were calling me MC McCullough or McCullough or McCullough or, like, I heard so many times MC McCullough. I was like, what are you, why are you saying it? Yeah. Where did you even get that? You freaking idiot. MC McCullough. <laughs> yeah. It says MC McCullough. Like, yeah. what? So, and, you know, search engines were confused, and all that stuff was confused, so I was just like, you know what, just not gonna, what, it's simpler, better, yeah. and it's like, and you can, it's easier to, because like, doing a pun with MC color, it's harder. Yeah. There's only one thing I can think of, and that was E equals MC color. <laughs> yeah, that's good, yeah. That's, that's good, That's yeah. the only thing I can think of. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's yeah. Really the only thing. Exactly. Um, or, yeah, but like, I don't know where else. I'm sure there might be one or two. Right? Yeah, right. If, but anyone's, if anyone's listening and you can think of an MC yeah. Pelopon. Drop it in the comments. Um, so, um, yeah, so like, as you say, you know, your sound gets bolder and grander, and you've also been working in like more collaborative nature with other artists, and I, and I imagine that's kind of how what led the comrades to be, yeah, become part of the picture. So I guess tell me where where you decided to like you know have a full backing band, uh, and yeah. how it's helped amplify your sound. Oh, it's helped definitely, especially in in like starting doing a rock thing in Milwaukee is like. The bars are the kings, you know, in in the scene here, and they're yeah. like, that's, or you know, breweries or bars, whatever, you know, especially for for the for the local people that are just trying to see, it's all bars and all, it's all drink sales. Yep, that's what drives the the, the for, for you know, it's huge. It's not there's always there's always there's plenty of places that are willing to give some guarantees and stuff out, but it's really hard to find. You got 
know it. Like people that are just starting out, it's so easy just jump on a bar and <clears throat> jump in a bar and, mm -hmm. and play and stuff. So part of that was just like, I don't know, part of me wants to be in a rock band, right? I mean, everyone likes, you know, do that. But it was also just to like grab attention. Mm -hmm. Because I can play, it's just another tool in the tool belt and to facilitate that collaboration. And I knew that I needed a lot of help in um, performance and in, and in like orchestration and instrumentation and leading a group of musicians, something I know I'm gonna need to do. So like I just, I had an opportunity with a lot of friends that were in another group that, uh, Locomotion, I was helping them write and record some, you know, record their demo and their album and stuff and a lot of the dudes you know, half of them moved to a different place, and so the band kind of, you know, just released an album and they were done. But a lot of those guys still wanted to play music, so I was like, "Hey, well, I'm gonna come on this group yeah. and just back my music. Like, I'm ready to do this, and and I feel like it would be great <clears throat> if we could have some musicians to back it, and then it would be a, you know, it'd be a, a spectacle. You know, that's what I wanted it to become. It was just like a very, you know, big spectacle of like loud, verbose." Like, Boom! But at least we have the ability to do that, you know. Yeah. Not always doing it the whole time, you know. But I'm always about dynamics. And some certain people are like, too quiet. All right, we're getting quiet yeah. for this part. You know, have to you have to explain it. You know, it's like because it's it's weird because it's it's my music and I always want people to like be happy and have a part of part be a part of the song and have ownership of it yeah. and stuff. Otherwise, it's just not fun. Like no one wants to just. Especially if you're not getting paid much, you know, right. it's like, you know, and, you know, luckily things are going in the right direction in terms of payments and stuff, but like, still really, like for the amount of work that's done, all the rehearsal, all the time, that you know, all the travel time, all the commitment time, and then you go away with 50 bucks, it's like, oh shit, you know, like, is that really <laughs> worth all that trouble? Yeah. What about all those exposure books? No, the, but like, Fuck the exposure bucks. I want to point that, throw that out there. If that's the only thing, I mean, sometimes it can be very useful. But but pick your pick your times. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Pick pick like, and I I'm, and that's where, where like I'm getting to point in my performance where it's like I'm seeing a lot more, like I'm pre approaching it from like a lot from a business standpoint. There's only a few. There's really only some few shows where I'll be willing to take. You know, now that I'm like surviving off of it. And not just like hungry for performance. I feel like I've gotten some performance chops. I've been able to fill mm -hmm. a, a club that I've, you know, like, I'm like, oh, like that's a dream, right? I was like, okay, starting to get some more, some, starting to get some more, uh, like, notoriety in the, in the scene, and other people starting to book and stuff. So it's harder for me to, to like jump on a bill because someone, you know, someone wants, and, you know, like we want a headliner. Can you do this, you know, it's like, okay, well, where is it at? What, you know, what is it? You know, it's like I feel like. Year, like a year or two ago, I'm asking completely different questions, and or I'll be like, "Hell yeah, I'm right in. Where are you from? Oh, okay, yeah, well, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll just play it. Yeah, I just want to get my performance up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like it's amazing what can happen. It was just the dedication and having some good, good dudes about, like with you, like, with, like major props to all the guys who've been sticking with me this whole time, like. Not always the easiest dude. Well, maybe I am. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like it's pretty chill. Yeah. But you know, it's like playing the same songs. It seems. It's all about having fun. I just want people to have fun. Yeah. Who are all the comrades right now? Uh, well, it's like it's kind of the original crew is is uh, John Jolka on bass, Pat Mullen on guitar and vocals, and then 
Keenan McAuliffe on drums and Glenn uh, McCormick on keys, if I didn't already say that, um, and then myself. And then we recently had someone who's coming more rec more regularly uh, uh, who was playing at Cactus yeah. Club, Monica. Yeah. That was like the second time she ever played with us. She mm. was still learning the songs. We like played a song, she didn't even know what it was. She's like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, I should have told you yeah. you're playing this song. Right, yeah, yeah. She's, she's yeah. a trooper. She's like, nice. And it's, you know, it takes time to, to learn the repertoire and to get, get, but now I've been able, I've been like trying to play a lot more and everyone's not as flexible. You know, people have jobs and they have, you know, other commitments and stuff. So yeah. I've, the comrades, I, you know, I'm, I've always wanted to be kind of this, you know, fluid thing of like lots of musicians that I can trust and bring. And it brings different elements to every, when you play with a different drummer or a different bassist or, you know, a different guitarist, it's like yeah. completely different sounds. Yeah, it's just the chemistry, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I love that. That's part of like part of it too is like the comrades is that collaborative thing to be like all right, let's, we can get a crew, we can get to go, we, and we can just have fun with it. And it's like yeah. new new chemistry, you know, working with multiple people, seeing what kind of people, what I can learn from other musicians by work by playing with them, and yeah. what kind of vibes I can I can pick up from them and yeah. learn from. Some of the like arrangements change just because someone played it differently one time, and it's like oh yeah, and then I tell everyone to play it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah. right yeah exactly and that's a one person makes that big of a difference, you know? No, absolutely. So, what are uh, the shows you got coming up? So, August 4th, Sunday, August 4th, at Anodyne. Anodyne Coffee House. That, one, that one's going to be a good one. That's with Finkel, too. Sure. Um, and Seesaw, if you've Oh, yeah. Seesaw. yeah. They're great. I'm very excited about that. I'm, and I got a little trio, and I got the drummer to bring his little his, uh, electronic pad, because we're going to try and synth pop it up a little oh, bit word. Okay. try it a little bit nice. see if I can now I'm just playing Rhodes on the keys but or like a like an electronic piano sound to just get through it but it's one of those things like I haven't played a lot of these things in a while and like I felt bad because I was like I could have practiced this shit and we were in rehearsal today and I'm just like I'm just like I can't wait to listen <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like I got it, I got it. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, no, that's it. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally feel But that. get through it. You that's know. like when I'm trying to, like, uh, you know, uh, walk past somebody on the sidewalk, and I'm like, we're both going, like, the wrong ways, like, oh, trying yeah, to get around man. somebody, like, wait, uh, that, uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah, nope, nope, hey. No, I was talking to my aunt, aunt Nako about that, or it was my aunt and my cousin, and we were talking about... And I've seen, I saw it on somewhere, it was a meme maybe, I think, and it was how Wisconsin, or people from the Midwest, or maybe just people, a lot of people in general, I don't know if it's specific to the Midwest or to, but it's the, or maybe it's American, but it's the, oh yeah, no, for sure. Dude, oh my god. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, no versus, no, yeah. I say that so much. No, yeah. The yeah, no, no, yeah, for no. sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for Dude, sure. I, I, Say that so, and so we're much. trying to figure it out. It's like it's a, and I think we figured it's, it's like a shortened. You know, it's like it's kind of like this whole exchange of of this like what you would say. Like yes, I hear what you're saying. No, it's not. It, it's like that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's for sure. You know, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that's like you're just shortening all those. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. It condensed sure. into a, a four-word yeah, no, for phrase sure. that is so overused and really doesn't make sense when it's no, just it, by itself. Yeah, in a con out of context. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Right. What? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. When I was I was studying in Trinity College in in Ireland for two years. When I went there after okay. my, after Marquette. Word. And when I was when I was all the time, I had this like train myself to not do it because a waiter or come or someone would be like, you know, can I help you with anything else? And I'd be like, I'm good. And they'd just be like, okay, what would you like? And I'd be like, no, I'm good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Sure. And they'd be like, what? Well, like you didn't get that. Like that means that like you don't want anything. Yeah. Like, be like I'm good for another. Yeah. Or right. you know, like, yeah. or like, oh yes, I'm good for this. Yes, like that's, that, you know what I mean? I don't know. It it happened multiple places and multiple times. Yeah. And, Interesting. And, and me repeating it didn't help. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Right. Like, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I um, no, totally. I, I think. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting how dialects just you know yeah. it's it's everything and depending on where you are. Like um, a word I say a lot is bet, like as a as a way of like you know confirming something or like I agree or, like, or you like, bet. yeah, like you bet, but it's you betcha. Yeah, right. But it's used you to bet it, your sweet ass. <laughs> yes, essentially. Um, I don't. I never say that. Otherwise, people would think I'm weird. But bet is I like think you're weird, man. Oh, cool. I'll say that to you. But, <laughs> but bet is like uh, it's like an urban culture thing. But I'll say that just like oh, as just a, bet. Yeah, just bet. But a lot of people I'm around, especially up here, because like I'm from Illinois, so like, and a lot of where mm. like where I grew up, a lot of people used you're to say fib. that. I am a fib. As a, that's so demeaning, right? Don't ever say that slur again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Wisconsin. Yeah, right. I am. My parents taught me that when I was a kid. So yeah, I, bet. I, I didn't do myself any favors moving here. But anyway, so like when I say bet here, like people just don't, they, they're like, what? Like, what does that mean? I'm like, bet. You know, like, cool. Sounds good. Mm. Like, um. Trailblaze it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's, it's. You don't get to, you don't have to explain. Just say your words, man. Yeah. Really? Don't explain. They'll get it. They they want to know they can ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't know. Everyone should talk different. Everyone should have their own vernacular. And I always I remember like there was a couple times where I'd like change a word or like use the word, root word in Latin, but like use it apply it to something else that's probably not a word, but you get the meaning mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Yeah. Like you get the like you understand exactly what I'm saying, yeah. but then I have sometimes like that's not a word. Like, why are you saying that? You shouldn't say that. It's not a word. Yeah. You're like, dude, I can make my own words. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, pl- I play you, by my own rules. Yeah, like, you understand exactly what I'm saying. That's communication. Right. Yeah. You just, <laughs> like, you're, you're just trying to prove a point. Yeah, point. you're just like, yeah. if it's not in the dictionary, then it's like, oh, yeah, well, what happened? What was happening before printed word, man? <laughs> All right, Cola. Um, good talk. That's uh, great talk. Great, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It was a great, it was a great yeah, time. For sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so tell me what keeps you up at night, Cola. Keeps me up at night? Yeah. Nothing. I sleep like a baby. Do unless, you? Unless, uh, sometimes, well, yeah, most of the times. Sometimes during stressful times, like ringing in the ears and head pounding and stuff is stressful, but it doesn't keep me up that long. Just breathe. Yeah. And then you go to bed like that. Advil helps too. Um, what puts you to sleep? A nice, awesome day of work and fun. Hell yeah, just man. get 
just pass out immediately. Yeah, yeah, right. Out with the comrades. Out with the comrades, having a grand time. Yeah. <laughs> Great, dude, I love it. Thanks for being on the show. Yep. Um, remember to listen to Spectacula. And uh, also, uh, yeah, uh, Anodyne on August 4th. Um, catch him there. So uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. See you. Mr. Nice Guy.